morning, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm not quite sure where I'm catching you, but I want to welcome you to the podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you. Thank you so much for connecting with me. This is a podcast where we try to give you a short, quick, bite-sized segment of inspiration and encouragement to help you live and lead with more purpose and influence, and ultimately to help you maximize your time on earth and be the best version of yourself. If you tuned in for episode one and you're back, hey, welcome back. Thank you for for being back here on the podcast. I hope that uh, you'll continue to connect with me and share this podcast. Today is Father's Day, so I want to give a special, special shout out to all the dads out there. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're enjoying uh, being a dad and, and getting spoiled a little bit. Today's message is actually going to be targeted towards fathers, but it's also going to be applicable to parents, prospective parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, teachers, ministers, really anyone that that wants to influence people. If you're a parent, you have 940 Saturdays. That's 940 Saturdays between the day your child is born and the day they turn 18. That's crazy. That's crazy. And if you're and by the time they're five, 260 of those Saturdays are gone, which means that for me personally, who's got a five-year-old, I've only got 680 Saturdays and Sundays, Mondays left to impact my child and influence my child. <laughs> now, for some of you guys, maybe you're in the middle of a, a tough parenting season, so maybe that's good news. Um, but for mo- for many of us, when we really think about it, man, that, that kind of hits us in the gut. It's like, wow, I really don't have but that much time to influence my child. Now, of course, those are the number of Saturdays you have. But for me, you know, if you're someone like me who works, and I, I think about really when I when I break down the hours in, in a given day, especially during the weekday, I don't have that many hours, maybe two to three hours with my daughter on a given day. And that's if I actually make the choice to leave work at a decent time. And I want to also say, I'm not, I'm not saying that every moment of parenting are these precious moments. We all know that if you've been a parent long enough, you know that there's definitely those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is terrible. I'm changing two diapers at once or I'm, you know, my kids are fighting or my, my kid has an attitude. But, we, but if you've been a parent long enough, you also know the days and the weeks may be long, but those months and the years, man, they fly by. It's amazing how quickly time passes. In fact, normally the first thing, if you see you know, someone who has adult children, normally the first thing they say pretty much every time is, man, time flies fast. Enjoy it while you have it. So, hey, today what I want to do is I want to focus us on some important concepts. I'm going to offer three ways to maximize your time as a father, to truly maximize this limited time that we really have. But first, what I want to do to kind of set the tone for this message is I want to do what's called an exercise. I want you to, whatever you're doing right now, I want you to try your best to just focus, to think and try your best to imagine yourself in this scenario. So you're in a car and you're driving to a funeral of a loved one. Picture yourself, you're, you're parking your car, you're getting out at the church where the funeral is taking place. You enter the wooden doors of the church. You see the faces of friends and family as you pass down the aisle of the church. You sense this kind of sense of sorrow on the faces of the loved ones you see as you pass. You see that they have this joy of having known this person that's just radiating from their hearts and the people there. And as you walk down to the front of the room, you get a glance inside the casket. And all of a sudden you realize that this person in the casket, it's you. 
All these people have come for you. They've come to express feelings of love and appreciation for you. And you sit down, you look at the program, and you notice there'll be four speakers. There's going to be someone from your family, your your spouse, your children, your cousins, your parents, your your uncles, aunts. There's going to be someone from your from your friend groups. There's going to be someone from where you work, and there's going to be someone from your church or your community. I want you to think, what would they say? What would you want them to say? What would you want your your children to say about you? What would you want them to say about about the way you spent your life, about the way that you impacted people, about the way you treated people, about the way you spent your time? If you really stop and you think about that, it's incredibly impactful. It's incredibly impactful because what it does is it sets the tone. It allows us to look into the future and think about what do we really value? What do we really care about? And how do we want to spend our time, this limited time that we have on this earth? That's an exercise. It's called a funeral exercise that comes from the seven habits of highly effective people from Stephen Covey, Dr. Stephen Covey. And so what I want you to do with that perspective in mind, I want to offer you three things, three, three ways, three, three very tangible ways that you can maximize your time and make sure that at the end of your life that you actually have achieved what you want to achieve. And you, you can hear those people say the things that you want them to say about you. Number one, develop a personal mission statement. I'm going to say that again. Develop a personal mission statement. If any of you work in an organization, I work in the Army, we run by mission statements. Whenever we're going to do something, the first thing that we come up with is a mission statement. In fact, I mean, the whole reason of a mission statement is it's, it centers you around a task. It centers you and it lets everyone know, hey, this is the destination that we're heading towards. Everything that we're doing should be, should be somehow pointing towards this mission. The same is true for our life. It's amazing that we'll take all this time in organizations, we'll take all this time in a team, in an organizational setting to make a mission statement, to make sure that it makes sense, that it's interconnected with what we do in our activities. And yet in our own life, we don't do this. We don't take the time to list out what do we value? What are our principles? It helps us steer the ship. We know that really if we it's our it's our direction and the actions we take that determines our destination, not our intention. I learned this uh you know, I've learned this in many ways, but when I was uh early in our marriage, um my wife and I, I can't remember what holiday it was, but it was some special occasion. And, you know, came to the special occasion and it may have been Valentine's Day. Hopefully it wasn't her birthday or one of our anniversaries. And I just forgot. I just completely forgot. I forgot to get her a card. I forgot to get her a gift. And I remember saying to her, I said, sweetie, I'm so sorry. I, I truly intended to get you something. I truly intended to make this special. I'm so sorry. I, I just forgot. And I think she very kindly and and, and sweetly reminded me that, you know what, I appreciate your good intentions, but it's not the good intentions that really make the difference. It's what you do, right? So we know that, that it's, we can have all the, all the intentions in the world to have a certain life, but it really depends on what we do. It depends on how we, what steps we take. It depends on how we focus ourselves on that end goal in order to get there. Another example, when I was in law school, I really wanted, I, I, my whole, I guess, army time, I'd been in, in pretty good shape 
But then I went to law school and for the first time in my adult life, there was no one telling me, hey, go to the gym, go work out. I didn't have to work out. And so I found that I actually was starting, that I lacked that discipline to go to the gym to work out. Plus I was super stressed with law school. And so I got out of shape. And I remember thinking to myself, I really want to get in shape. I really want to get in shape. I had all these intentions to get in shape, but I never did anything to get in shape. And so it's another example that it's not our intentions that ultimately determines our destination. It's what we do. It's how we focus. It's the action steps that we take. The same is true. You may, you may want to be a great father. You may have every intention to be a great father, but what are you doing to be a great father? Our intentions, you know, at the end of the day, they're not, they don't really matter. It's whether we have that intentionality and purpose and take those action steps that really leads us to accomplishing what we want to accomplish. So I want to, I want to encourage you to take a moment to actually write down the few things you want people to say about you. Let that lead into that personal mission statement. What do you want them to say that you valued? What do you want people to say in terms of how you made them feel, how you made others feel, what you accomplished, what you spent your time doing? Let that all lead to your personal mission statement. So point number one for maximizing your time as a father and being the best father and person that you can possibly be, develop a personal mission statement surrounded with the end in mind, thinking about what you want people to say at the end of your life. And then, and then make sure that, that these good intentions are not what's really driving you, but you're actually taking steps towards living out towards that personal mission statement. Number two, learn to say no. Saying no is tough. I personally have struggled with this for, for most of my adult life. I am someone, I'm kind of a people pleaser, and I have a hard time when someone asks me to do something I just, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't, I don't want to let them down. I feel like if I say no, that, I, that I'm, that I'm somehow betraying a friend or that I'm going to, you know, jeopardize the relationship. And since I've been married, my wife, she's a lot better at this than me at saying no. But I, I think there are two primary principles to saying no. Number one, when you say no, you have to realize that you're saying yes to something else. And so if we're going to really accomplish the things that we want to accomplish in life, if we're going to be that father that we want to be, we got to learn to say no. Because when we say no to those things that are less important, we can say yes to the things that are that are really that are more important, like spending time with our family, like being a good father, being present in the life of our children, impacting our children. Remember, we only have but so much time. We only have but so many hours, so many Saturdays, so many days until those children are gone. Not to say that we're not going to be able to impact them in adulthood, but those really impactful years are during their childhood. Also, it's important to learn to say how to say no. For someone like me who I I just, again, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I've learned that it's so much better for me just to be honest with people than to overcommit and and then have to let them down at the end. So a lot of times what I'll tell people is, hey, look, I, I'm sorry, um, you know, we've we've blocked off some family time this weekend. I just don't think I'm going to be able to do that. And it's hard for me to do that, but at least I'm giving people an honest assessment of, of where I'm at. I'm letting them know, hey, this is important to me, but I've got something else that's already planned. So I just encourage you, especially when it comes to being a father, men on the weekends, you know, I've learned that I can't go play golf. 
like I used to could because I that that time on the weekend is precious. That time with my family is precious, especially for someone like me who doesn't get a lot of time with my with my daughter during the week. So I encourage you learn to say no. Tell yourself that when you're saying no to that particular thing, that maybe it's just a little bit less important than you're saying yes to something else. And then finally, in terms of the third point of just making sure we we really maximize our time as fathers is learn to be truly present. Learn to be where your feet are. Um, I I am not, I have not always been good at this. I, I am someone who, especially when work is stressful, I'll be at home, I'll be with my family, but my, my, my mind is somewhere else. My mind is thinking about those, those tasks that I need to accomplish. And I've just learned that I, I have to tell myself, it's okay to be present right now. It's okay not to do that, that work. What you're, where, the person that you're with right now is, is so much more important than that task that you need to do back at work or that task that you need to do in a couple hours when your family goes to sleep. So I encourage you, when you're, when you're present with your family, tell yourself that those things can wait, that the, the, the person you're with right now is the more, most important thing. Choose to be a good listener. Listen to the things that people are saying to you. Try to empathize with where they're at. Ask good questions. Ask, explore those, those topics that they're, that they're talking to you about. Put up your phone. Lock up your phone in, your, in, your, in, a, in a desk drawer if you need to. Just be present with your family and focus on the other people instead of yourself. So again, I hope this encouraged you today. I hope you, that funeral exercise maybe helped you think about the, the end and how, how important some of these things are and how we ought to shape our lives around uh, that important final days and how and how you know where we'll really care what people say and that maybe we'll prioritize those things over the things that, that take up our time now. Hope these three points of developing a personal mission statement, learning to say no and, and, and realizing that saying no to certain things means saying yes to the more important things and then trying to be truly present will help you today and this week. If it has, let me know. Let me know. Uh, tell me a story about it. Tell me a story this week about how one of these principles led to a more uh, fulfilled experience with, as a father or as a parent. Uh, if you like this, please subscribe. Please, please give us a good review. Share it with someone you think will like it. And please come back and connect with us later. Life is short. Make it count, guys. Thanks. Thanks.